The Productive Woman, Episode 228. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome and thank you for joining me. In this episode, I'll be sharing with you my conversation with entrepreneur, executive, and philanthropist Karina Hyatt. You'll find more information about Karina, along with links to resources she recommends and the ways you can connect with her online, all in the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 228. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander and by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Whether to boost your own productivity or to make your team more efficient and effective, think of Text Expander as a key productivity tool. It's one I cannot do my work without. Visit TextExpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander, and you can get 20% off your first year. Remember to mention the productive woman in their how did you hear about us question. I'll talk a little more about Text Expander later on, but right now I want to welcome a new sponsor to The Productive Woman, and that's the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Many of us have goals that involve additional education, whether to advance in our current job, prepare for a new career, or just learn something new. Well, the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education is here to help us achieve those goals. So if you're trying to start a new career, build a company, or develop a better appreciation of the world around you, UCI Division of Continuing Education has the resources needed to support those undertakings. They offer programs in a wide range of categories from business to IT, healthcare, finance, and even some law-related classes. They offer over 60 convenient certificates and specialized studies programs on campus and online, and they're designed for the working professional or the stay-at-home mom who seeks career advancement and personal enrichment. UC Irvine is ranked among the top 50 universities nationally and ranks 10th among all public universities in U.S. News and World Report annual college survey. They maintain over 30,000 enrollments from students worldwide each year, and they offer hundreds of exciting courses and programs to local, regional, and global constituencies. Well, the spring quarter's coming up and registration is open, so visit ce.uci.edu slash podcast to learn more about what they're doing. That's ce.uci.edu slash podcast to learn more. And be sure to let them know that the productive woman sent you. All right, let's get right into my conversation with Karina Hyatt. I am so pleased to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Karina Hyatt. Karina is the president of a healthcare firm. She's a philanthropist dedicated to important causes and organizations such as the 100 Meals a Week program, and She Accelerates, which is a mentoring initiative focused on aspiring and early female entrepreneurs. Now, she's also a wife and a mom of three, and I've really been looking forward to talking with her about how she is making a life that matters. So welcome, Karina. Thank you for having me. 
Well, I'm just delighted to have you. And uh, I gave a little bit of an introduction to sort of who you are, but maybe you could give us a little more of an introduction. Tell us a little more about who you are, where you are, what you do, whatever you think uh, we might like to know about you. Well, who am I? Isn't that an existential question? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it? Um, I'm a very compassionate person. I'm very high energy. My husband and I uh, met when we were just kids and we started a business when we were in college and that evolved from initially starting to create an e-commerce platform for natural products into a health media firm that now caters to pharmacies and durable medical equipment providers across North America. And essentially, our mandate and our goal and our vision is to help people with chronic conditions and connect them to the healthcare services that they need at the point of need so that we reduce the time it takes for you to get access to your medication or healthcare services. So that's what we do on a day-to-day basis. And essentially, you know, our goal is to live a life for the pursuit of purpose. So everything that we do, we do with intention of helping somebody else. If we're not leaving a positive mark in somebody else's lives, whether that's through our business, through our personal relationships, uh, we don't feel like we've accomplished anything that day. Yeah, that's such a a great perspective. And I think uh, it will resonate with a lot of the women who listen to The Productive Woman. And where are you based, Karina? We're based out of Vancouver, British Columbia. We're very lucky to have uh, landed a good spot in the south side of Vancouver before all the real estate uh, got really crazy here. (laughs) And you have, uh, you and your husband have three kids? Yes, we do. Three rambunctious children. (laughs) How old are they? They're five, seven, and 12. Oh, great ages. I have five kids, as as my listeners know, but mine are all grown. My youngest is in his 20s. So uh, I miss those ages when they were rambunctious here at home. So yeah, well, we're going to be talking about as we do on this show about productivity and about that in a number of senses, not just in the sense of getting things done, but in the sense of making a life that matters as you define it. And uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to want to ask you a little bit about how you manage the various things that you're doing. But before we get into those sort of logistics, I think it's helpful for us to have a little bit of context for those things. So could you maybe, if there is such a thing for you as a typical day, what would that look like? All right. We're up pretty early, around 6.30-ish, 6.45. First thing we do is... Uh, Thank the Lord for giving us another day, get the kids ready for school. Uh, As I'm finished with that part, my husband takes over, I get ready. And by the time I come down, kids are fed, shoes are on, jackets are on, and I get them to school. Essentially, I'm at work during the hours that the children are at school. So in that time frame, I will deal with anywhere from, I I handle compliance uh, for the company as well as partnerships. So as the president of the company, I'm I'm responsible for those roles. So essentially, I'm doing contracts and partnership building from a technology standpoint and and run anywhere from three to four meetings a day, plus phone calls and so on and so forth. So as soon as 2.45 hits, I'm out the door and on my way to pick up the kids, you know, go from school, snack, homework, cook dinner, 
And depending on the day and what is on the plan, I would go work out or I would take the children to an activity. Um, after that, we do some downtime, reading, baths, all of that, and uh, get the kids to bed, the younger ones. My oldest and I have some one-on-one time where I help her alone with her homework, which is a little bit more complicated. And um, and then, yeah, I probably end the night around 9.30, and, and then we have some downtime, uh, my husband and I, and uh, head to bed around 11, I guess. <laughs> That's about it. A pretty, a, a, a typical kind of day that will probably sound familiar to a lot of us listening. Uh, and you said you and your husband work together at the company, is that right? Yes, we do. We founded the company together in 2001. And uh, he is the CEO and I'm the president. Okay. How do you like that? I mean, does, obviously it's working for you, but how did, how did you structure kind of who was going to take what role? Some couples might say working together in the same business, I'm not sure whether that would work for us. How, how do you guys make it work? I think it works for two reasons. Um, three. Uh, one, we're best friends. So if you get upset with each other, if you overstep your bounds, whatever the case is, you know, when you have arguments with your friends, you know, you're going to remain friends after that. Mm -hmm. And it's not to be supposed to be taken personally. We have a, a pact of honesty that we made with each other's in our relationship and in our business that, you know, no matter what it is, that we will never be afraid to tell one another when the other one's not carrying their weight. And that has served us really well because we're able to give each other constructive criticism and the difference between that and and another uh, couples that we've met is that you know we act upon those things so we try to improve and and learn from those from those observations and comments another thing as well is that we have a very strict and you know very solid line on the ground when it comes to doing work it's work when we're at home we're at home mm. so really separating that time in the office and that time with the children and and being present is a huge rule and even you know obviously you can't you can't do it all the time because sometimes things do you know overlap but even the children serve us our reminders they'll tell us hey that's work related you're not supposed to be talking about that so <laughs> They're good referees on that front. And I think another thing, too, is that, you know, we work off each other's strengths and weaknesses. So I'm strong in certain things. I'm really strong on the written uh, and verbal part of the business. She's really strong with finances and uh, strategy. So we collaborate with one another. And where we neither one of us has those strengths, then that's where we hire the experts to help us. Yeah. It sounds like a great approach. Um, how big is the team at your company? So we have uh, 35 people at our head office, and we have hundreds of call center agents across the world that um, essentially verify all of the information that we receive and act as a customer service, customer success center for us. Mm. So a lot of uh, people to keep an eye on or keep keep on track and and working with a team like that can be a challenge but it sounds like you guys have got uh, got a system figured out that works for you yeah i think it, it comes down to you know we, we've had a lot of uh ups and downs and i think the biggest lesson and how to do it the right way has really only become clear to us 
in the last maybe five years. And that's giving ownership and trust to the people in your team. So if you have a strong team behind you, then, you know, these things are possible. Yeah, definitely. Well, in addition to the company, and, uh, you know, we'll share links to your website and so on in the show notes for those who are interested in the, the business side of what you're doing. But in addition to that, you're very uh, interested in supporting certain causes and initiatives. Uh, I mentioned, because you told me about the program, this 100 Meals a Week program. What's that all about? So in, you know, Sisha and I have always helped in our own way with different charities and so on and so forth and given our time volunteering. But uh, in 2006, uh, we were invited to come out uh, with one of the local mosques during Ramadan um, to distribute food at uh, our local uh, Skid Row here in Vancouver in downtown Eastside. And we we participated in the process. We saw how much of an impact it made in the lives of those people. They were very thankful, you know, and and we looked around and we're just like, well, how often are you guys doing this? And they're like, oh, once a year. And we're like, well, you know, people are hungry every day. <laughs> so Tisha and I looked at each other and we're just like, OK, well, we got to do this every weekend. I mean, we are fortunate to be able to sit down at the end of the day and have a meal to eat or, you know, three times a day. And some people don't have that at all. So we decided to commit to that uh, for our lifetime after that. So we've been doing it since uh, 2006 on a weekly basis. We distribute food. In the winter months, we distribute clothing and blankets and things like that. Um, and, and we go and find the people in the winter months because they're they're not necessarily just coming out and and standing in front of a table where you're setting things up, we go out and drive around and see if there's anybody that needs anything. So it's something that we do. Uh, Sisha and I decided to start. We invited some family members to contribute and, and the staff as well. So uh, whenever anybody has extra time, then uh, then they come along and it's a great experience. I mean, the kids come along quite uh, quite often. They don't necessarily come out in, in the street as sometimes, you know, we're dealing with needles and things like that on the floors um, in the in the Skid Row district. But they're able to see and experience um, the impact that it has on other people. Yeah, I think that's such a such a valuable thing to to involve your kids in to to do that sort of thing with them, have them come along and be a part of it as they're growing up and understanding, as you said, the impact it can have on the lives of people sort of outside your circle. So often, it, especially I think in our contemporary times, it's it would be very easy for us to each live kind of in our own little bubble with people who are like us, who are at a similar uh, socioeconomic level and really never see any other view of what the world is like and for our kids to never see that. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the, the biggest thing is that, um, you know, we've gotten to know some of those people and uh, learned that, you know, some of them hold PhD degrees and some of them, you know, used to be, you know, um, professionals in a very, uh, with a very high status in society. And because of mental health problems or addictions, uh, it drove them to homelessness and that this can happen to anybody. So that ties us all together and it's the common humanity that, you know, we should be kind to each other and, 
And, um, you know, we come across people who don't feel that way. And, and, and for me, I just want to make sure that my children are not those kind of people. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you have, so you have a lot of, um, things on your plate. I, I, there are themes there, how they're tied together. And you've mentioned it yourself that you're always focused on whatever it is you're doing, helping other people and being involved in other people's lives. And obviously you have to have some level of organization and all those sorts of things in in order to be able to do these things, to run a business, to deliver meals and find people who need maybe a warm blanket and to to do the other programs that we've talked about and to raise your children and take care of yourself. And I want to talk a little bit in a minute about maybe some of the systems or tools that you use to, to manage all that. But before we get into that, I wonder, you know, every person's life is a little different, presents maybe different challenges as far as staying productive, getting the things done that really matter to her. What would you say are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing your life and and getting the things done that matter to you? I would say that the biggest challenge is when something unexpected happens. So, you know, Sisha and I are very meticulous about putting everything on our calendar. So the first thing we do is we put our personal lives in the calendar first. Mm. So during the Christmas holidays, what we did is as much information as we get from the school, we'll put down all of the kids, you know, days off, their holidays, all of that, their, you know, early dismissals, field trips, so on and so forth. So we know what's going on, medical appointments, our date nights, <laughs> everything that needs to go in there, and even including workouts. And then we add the business component to it. And then there's only a little bit of room for extras, right? So that's when if there's something that happens, somebody needs you, there's the family emergency, something like that. That's when things get complicated because you have all of these commitments. Uh, you have all of these people you've said yes to. And uh, there's bound, you know, to be something you have to uh, give up. So I think that those are the difficult things. I mean, if if we weren't so structured, it might be easier to kind of maneuver. But at the same time, that structure creates um, more flexibility, if if that sounds like an oxymoron, I know it does, but the structure is what creates the flexibility for us because then we know what moving pieces need to be adjusted. Yeah. Well, and you are at a stage of life where on top of everything else, you have the component of three active children who have their own activities, their own needs, and wanting to you know, nurture those relationships with them and nurture them as they are growing. So that's a different stage of life than somebody like me, whose children are all grown and gone. You're probably going to have more things on your calendar than, than maybe I would, because you have that piece of those three kids. Mm -hmm. Maybe. <laughs> well, well, so in managing all of this, you've mentioned that you use, you know, you put everything on the calendar. Do you use a, a paper calendar, a digital calendar? Do you have a shared calendar that you and your husband use? How do you, how do you manage all those time-based commitments? So we have three calendars. He has his own, I have my own, and then we have a family calendar. And I have them all integrated with uh, my email as well as our Soho system, which is a suite 
of products that we utilize, similar to Salesforce, mm-hmm. where we're able to get insights on what's going on in the office at all levels of the company, from HR to sales to um, IT. So if anything needs to be moved around, then there's transparency in, in the scheduling process. So that allows us to kind of move things around a little bit more on a flexible way. Mm-hmm. And do you use, uh, do you have your calendar on your phone? You, you have a smartphone that you use where you can yes. access this? And I have a lot of notifications. <laughs> how do you, how do you manage those without letting them distract you from the, the, whatever work you're doing or the conversations say that you're having with a, a child or, a, or a colleague? Right. Um, so, you know, I think that it wasn't so much of a problem maybe five years ago, but now as technology is advanced and everybody has a phone, I, it's not uncommon to see people come in to a meeting with their phone on their hand. So mm-hmm. I typically, if my phone is there, I'll turn it facing down so that um, it doesn't become an instra- a distraction during work hours. The ringer is off and I keep a headset on one ear if I'm not in a meeting. So I can hear the notifications, but it doesn't disrupt everybody else around me. And so what do you, uh, as far as tasks and projects, do you have a a task management system that you use or are you a a paper and pencil kind of girl? How do you, how do you, you, you know, the calendar is great for your appointments and your commitments like that. Do you put your tasks Mm -hmm. and projects in your calendar or do you do manage those differently? I know they go in my calendar as well. And uh, we have a Zoho um, project management account as well and uh, a sprint planning account. So uh, sprint planning is more of a um, agile development cycle. So we use the agile methodology for either planning for IT projects with the IT team or for my personal projects. If they need a quick delivery timeline, it will go into the sprint system. Soho Sprints, if it's more of a waterfall situation where it's a more long-term project, then it would go into the Soho project system. Okay. And do you have a a routine or a you know, morning, afternoon, evening, whatever, where you check and update that system as far as the projects and tasks that you're working on or responsible for? Or do you just do it throughout the day? So I typically get into the office around... I try to get in by 8.40, so that gives me 15 to 20 minutes to collect myself, and that's the time first thing in the morning where I take a look at what needs to be done and reprioritize on a daily basis. Sometimes, even though something might be on the list for that day, it might not be high priority for that day if there's something more urgent that needs to be taken care of. Hmm. Yeah, sometimes just managing all those moving pieces can be a real challenge for some of us and uh, making the time to look at the list. It doesn't do much good to create a list or a, a task manager if you never look at it to see what's, you know, what's going on in there and what needs to be done when. I want to talk a little bit about another one of the projects that we mentioned earlier, one of the initiatives that you work on, your bio that was sent to me mentions She Accelerates, and this is this mentoring initiative. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so essentially I, I take some time away from the office. So in 2017, um, early 2018, 
for the first time, I was able to actually block off Fridays to be dedicated to uh, volunteer activities. So I go to the office from Monday to Thursday, and then on Fridays, it's just completely dedicated to any external volunteer items. So the things that we need to do to prepare for 100 meals a week or any um, any other activities that we're doing. Uh, I Essentially, what we do there is uh, we help female entrepreneurs who are looking to become entrepreneurs and uh, and coach them and mentor them. And, and essentially, you know, I take on about two mentees on a yearly basis. So it could be a cup of coffee. This is my business plan. This is what I'm aiming to do all the way to, you know, would you like to invest in my firm, et cetera, et cetera. So it's done more on an informal basis. That's the way that I've been doing it for the last couple of years. But as of recent, in the last uh, four months, I've been collaborating with one of the girls who is just extremely motivated and really wants to grow this to be something more of a an organization. Um, so we've rounded up a, a sizable group, about 20 girls who are going to be coming into the office on the weekends and, and creating a Q&A panel of other female entrepreneurs to kind of give them insights on how they can progress in their careers and, and in their businesses. That sounds like a great program. Is that something just local or just Canadian or is it more international? For now, it'll be local, but I am thinking of opening it up uh, on on a Skype basis as well. So if anybody else wants to join on an international basis, it's it's completely open. We have all the facilities to accommodate for that. Nice. I think it's a, it's a great thing to encourage women who are just starting out in a getting a business going or something to have access to women who've kind of been down that road and are willing to share the wisdom that they've learned and, and be a sounding board. So a great, great initiative. One of the things that I wondered about in in listening to you describe your day and the various things that you're involved in, the commitments that you've made you mentioned that you have certain days when you work out. Aside from that, how do you build in time to sort of take care of yourself for that self-care that's I think is important for us as women? It, and it's for for many of us, it's the first thing that gets left out, gets pushed aside when things get busy. Is that a priority for you? How do you make that work? Well, like I said, I mean, it took a long time for me to get to that place where I could take that. Friday off and do the things that I wanted to do. And I've been very fortunate that, you know, the relationships I've built with friends are are also aligned with my volunteer activities. Mm. So, you know, that social connection outside of people who I work with outside of my husband, that was uh, and always been important. But it did take a backseat while the kids were much younger. Now that the little one is in kindergarten and she's in full time that allows for that additional flexibility for sure and you know taking that time off to go to the gym and de-stress is really important to me if I don't get that my kids notice it very quickly <laughs> <laughs> and uh and you know taking the time to visit family I mean I've been fortunate to have my, my entire immediate family here in Vancouver so you know, to see my mom, to see my sisters and things like that, because sometimes it's just not possible over the weekends because everybody's got their own kids and everybody's busy. So it affords me that breathing room that that is really needed because mental health is your 
biggest tool mm. for you to be productive. If you're not mentally healthy, if you're high strung all day because you're stressed and all of that, you need that time to just unwind. So uh, I've learned the hard way. <laughs> it took a while for me to 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 get to that point and and make it a priority. But it is it should always be a priority. Yeah, it, you're you're so right. It is so important to to make that time to take care of ourselves mentally and physically. And because the you know the physical piece of it affects our mental health and our our emotional health. Uh, it is so important to make that time. And it's difficult for a lot of us. And especially, as you mentioned, kind of in passing, when your children are very young, it's really, really hard. Were you able to find ways to to get some, a little self-care in when your kids were little? Or did that just sort of go out the window? Um, I think I, the problem and, and my biggest struggle with myself was that I was raised to believe that I could do anything I could. It's a great thing, but it can also be a bad thing. So mm -hmm. if a man tried to open the door for me, I would be like, why are you opening the door for me? I can do it myself. Uh, <laughs> if somebody offered to pick up a, a bag of groceries for me, you know, why would you want to do that for me? I'm a capable woman. So for me, the difficulty was saying yes to help. Mm. And I was forced to say yes once I got burnt out because when my first one was born, we were working from home and it was work 24 seven. Mm. And that's when that line became very clear. And that rule that Sishan and I have with one another was implemented. And we're like, you know, work is work. Family is family. And yeah. uh, once we made that distinction, then things started to relax. Yeah. Yeah. The, it, being willing, learning that skill of asking for or even just accepting help, that is a skill that a lot of us struggle with. You know, we feel like I ought to be able to, I, I, I know how to do this. I ought to be able to do it. And accepting help feels a little bit like weakness, but it really isn't. No, it's not. But I think, you know, it's, it's great that we're doing so much for girls and women and encouraging them to be self-sufficient. But we also have to be cognizant that we can't do it all. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. ourselves, we still need a man to have a baby. <laughs> you know, there's there's still certain things that are necessary in order for you to accomplish things. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a man. It could be your mother. It could be your best friend. It could be even just a neighbor that says, hey, I'll watch your kids. You go for a walk, you know. Yeah. And I've had this conversation. And, and actually, one of my friends, um, Dr. Alexandra Greenhill, she did a TEDx talk here in Vancouver. And it was just about that saying yes to help. Mm. And um and and it's so true. The 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 clinical evidence is there that uh it will make a significant difference on your mental health. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know uh was her TEDx talk recorded? Is it something we could get a link to? Yes. To, oh. It's uh I believe it's TEDx Stanley Park, um, Vancouver. So if you can look that up. Uh, Dr. Alexandra Greenhill. I recommend all you listeners to listen to her. She's a phenomenal woman. Okay. Um, I adore her. Yeah, we'll try so, to track Alex, that down. Alex, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll look for that and see if we can't put a link in the show notes for that. Well, Karina, given all the things that you're doing, and obviously you've thought a lot about your approach to life and the, the systems you've put in place and the support systems and, and the teams and all of that, you've got pretty good handle on getting the things done that matter to you and, and managing your days and all that sort of thing. But I'm going to ask you, as I ask every guest on this show, even with all those systems and tools and the knowledge that you have about the importance of self-care and all the things we've talked about, even with all that in place, do you ever have a day when it all gets away from you or you get just completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track? (laughs) <laughs> I was having this discussion with uh, my colleague who, who met with you first. And I'm like, you know, it depends on the day and the situation. <laughs> so if if it's extremely frustrating, there are times where I'll just, you know, scream out to the world and be like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> um, and And just let it all out. I mean, it's just releasing that stress is really important. So I can either do that by, you know, belting out a, a song I love to sing so that's that's one of my biggest de-stressors in a very high key <laughs> or going for a workout or just taking some time to go for a walk or for a drive and that tends to relax me so that doesn't happen as often as it did when you know life the different life stages change becoming you know a new mom and all of those things it was more often then but I think Children train you to be more resilient. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the truth? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I, You know, we all have days like that. And I think it's important to recognize that, that we all have them. And therefore, when you have it, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It just means that, you know, life happens and you find ways to cope with the stress of it and, and then, you know, get back in the saddle the next day or something yeah and I mean I think one thing that that I haven't touched on like for me and and my husband it's it's been our faith as well Mm. um we have this core belief that you know everything happens for the good and for our growth Mm. so whenever we start doubting that then the first thing we do is do an extra prayer ask for guidance and and things just kind of work themselves out and and we have this tradition at our office where we have a uh we call it a huddle where we talk about you know personal things and we ask each other questions and it allows us to get to know one another at a deeper level and one of the questions this week was what what is your life mantra or or what is your favorite quote that describes your life mantra and the one that uh, i would say for for me was rumi's quote of as um you walk along the road, the way appears. Mm. So, you know, if you sit down and, and kind of not do anything, then things are not going to move forward. So you got to do something to create something and, um, and taking the time to, to just sit back and, and, um, you know, recollect your thoughts and figure out what you're doing and what is affecting you and all of that, that's taking baby steps as well. It's, it's not stopping you from growing, but it's allowing you to grow. So Mm, love that. That's yeah, that's excellent. 
So Karina, what is on the horizon for you? What's, what's coming up either professionally or personally that you're excited about and looking forward to? Well, we're really excited about launching our Rx2Me app in Canada. Uh, we've been working on it uh, for about a year. So essentially, people with chronic conditions will be able to order their prescriptions utilizing the app. The app's name is Rx2Me. You can go to rx2me.com. And essentially, you can track your medication as well, and you'll be able to share that information with your physician or your pharmacist and be able to get insights as to how you're managing your conditions mm. and so on and so forth. And the beautiful thing is that you get the prescriptions delivered to your door. Uh, all you need to do is uh, provide your PHN number and a pharmacist will handle all that information and ensure that it's billed to your insurance company, whether that's a extended healthcare plan or MSP. Mm. So that's on the professional side. Anything else? Anything yeah, on, and on the personal side? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. On the personal side, I think, you know, just continuing to work in the community. Um, Sisha and I are, are involved in a lot of other the organizations that uh, promote interfaith dialogue. So just really bringing that into more more action in those uh, particular organizations. So creating more opportunities for dialogue between the Muslim, Jewish and Christian communities or understanding of one another and diversity um, engagements. So, mm-hmm. yeah, wonderful. Well, Karina, where can people connect with you online? If they're interested in what you and your company are doing, or is there a place they can go to learn more or to connect with you? Yes, absolutely. So uh, you can reach out to us on rx2me.com. We have our Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, you can also reach out to me personally at Karina Hayat, K-A-R-I-N-A-H-A-Y-A-T, um, on any of the social media channels, and uh, I'm sure to get back to them. Um, I'm very active on LinkedIn as well, so uh, my LinkedIn account, same, at Karina Hyatt. Great, and we'll we'll put links to those in the show notes for those who are interested in in learning more about what Karina's up to or or connecting with her if you've got questions. This has been so great and so helpful. Before we go, Karina, do you have any any last words, any last thoughts for the listener who might be looking for a little help or encouragement in, in getting things done and making a life that matters? What would you say to her? I think that the most important thing is that for women to recognize that everything that they do every single day matters. I find a lot of girls that I mentor they feel that they're not doing enough. They'll look at somebody like me, they'll listen to a podcast like this and be like, oh my gosh, she's doing so much. I'm not doing anything with my life. Mm. And that is not the case. Whatever small thing you're doing, whether you're doing it at a small scale or a large scale, just do it with a hundred percent commitment and put your soul into it. And things will come out of it that will surprise you. Taking the time, like I said, to, to do things for others doesn't necessarily mean that you should forget about yourself. Your personal goals, your personal health is always should be a priority because if you're not healthy, you cannot help anybody else. So I think especially for the new moms that may be listening to the show, take that time to recollect yourself and you'll be a better woman, better wife, better mother for it. 
Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much, Karina, for taking the time to be with me today. No problem. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Laura. I'm really grateful to Karina for taking the time to join me on the show and share her thoughts on how she's making a life that matters and for the suggestions and tips and encouraging words she offered for the rest of us. But what do you think? Do you have any questions for Karina or for me about the things we talked about on this episode? I would love to hear from you and I know she would as well. You can share your questions or thoughts in the comments section of the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 228. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. Uh, If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, as always, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would love to hear from you. Uh, Before we go, I want to share just a couple quick thoughts about our sponsor, Text Expander. I've mentioned several times how important Text Expander is to my personal productivity, and I want to remind you how useful Text Expander can be to teams. In your business or any organization the needs that needs to communicate, Text Expander multiplies your team's productivity by making up-to-date shared knowledge available instantly. So what Text Expander does is let you create snippets is what they call them. They're just a few characters that can expand into larger blocks of text. And using Text Expander, all your team's common responses are accessible and searchable. They're written and edited by your best writers and then shared with everyone on the team. So there's a consistent message going out. Uh, Text Expander is available on multiple platforms. It started out as a Mac uh, app and then iOS, but a couple years ago they expanded to availability on Windows based machines and the web. And it's just a, a really indispensable t- uh, tool for me. Using Text Expander with your team will change your life. It'll make you more productive, make your team more productive, and leave more time for what you do best. And for larger teams, Text Expander supports single sign-on and grouping accounts to make onboarding a breeze. So visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander and to take advantage of their offer to the Productive Woman listeners for 20% off your first year. Remember to mention the Productive Woman in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know I sent you. And remember as well, if you're looking to advance in your career or just take a class for personal growth this year, don't forget UC Irvine's Division of Continuing Education. Spring quarter is upon us. Their registration is open for classes for the spring quarter. So visit ce.uci.edu slash podcast to learn more. Again, that's ce.uci.edu slash podcast to learn more and do let them know the productive woman sent you. And thank you so much to Text Expander and UC Irvine for supporting the productive woman. And I will have links to both of those in the show notes. So if you just want to go to the show notes and look for those links, you can go right to the, the sponsors pages to learn more. All right, that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and Karina. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I hope hope that you will reach out and let me know what you thought. I always love hearing from you, and I look forward to talking with you again soon. So in the meantime, until next time, remember, extend grace to each other 
and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.